Hey you, thank you for joining me for episode number 36 of Better Regulate Than Never. Oh my gosh, today we're going to talk about forgiveness. This can be a really loaded topic. We know it's important to forgive people, but how do we do that? We say, the other person doesn't deserve it. Hey, they need to apologize to me before I will forgive them. Or maybe the person we need to forgive is our parent and we live with them. How does that work? How do we do that when they may hurt us again? How do we forgive a parent who is absent or that we don't even know? What if the person we need to forgive is us? Have you ever thought that you might need to forgive yourself? How do we do that? Unfortunately, all of us have experienced people and situations that we need to forgive and reasons that we need to forgive ourselves. We can't be a human or live on this earth and not experience someone saying something mean or hurtful to us or being wrongfully accused of something or be at the wrong place at the wrong time and experience someone's angry outburst. We are all human and we all make mistakes. There are mean people in this world and there is nothing that we can do about it. We cannot control the world or any of the humans who live here, except our own selves. Being in a relationship with people means that sometime, sometimes we will tell ourselves a story And that means something about us. Here's what I mean. You are in class and there are others in the class making noise or talking. And the teacher calls you out as someone who is disrupting the class. You were not involved in any of it, but the teacher thinks you were. You are immediately defensive about being called out and then argue with the teacher, which escalates until you decide to leave the classroom. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't advocate for yourself when you are innocent, but there are ways to do that. If the teacher is just saying to you to be quiet and not disrupt the class, and then the teacher moves on with the lesson, just wait until class is over and talk to them privately and explain your side. If they still don't believe you, but you are not in trouble, just let it be. By continuing to argue the point, it might turn into a bigger problem. The only reason you are still angry about it, if you didn't get in any trouble other than the call out, is because the story you are telling yourself about the situation. This teacher hates me. This teacher is so unfair. They humiliated me in front of the class. I want to make their life miserable. Do you know whose life will be miserable after this class period? Yours. I know some students who will stew over this kind of thing for days or even weeks. The teacher has moved on, and here this student is going over and over this in their mind, stirring up anger every time. Now remember, if someone is abusing you physically, verbally, or sexually, that is not acceptable, and you must tell an adult right away, no matter what. That is very damaging to you, and you cannot let that go on. But there are other ways that we hurt ourselves in relationships that are just part of how it works and how our brain works. In episode 19 about healthy conflict, I talked about how we have manuals for how people should treat us. And when someone breaks those rules, we get upset. 
our brain tries to find reasons why that person might not follow our rules, and usually the reasons sound like this. They are disrespecting me. They don't like me anymore. They wish they were with someone else. They don't want to be my friend anymore. They think I am weird. Our brain wants to find reasons and evidence to support those reasons, so then we go about looking for all the evidence. See, they don't care about me. I can give you a lot of examples of this kind of behavior. When we actively work to forgive someone, we are choosing to not think about all the past things that have happened and only focus on present circumstances. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you agree with what the person has done or that you will allow someone to keep abusing you. Forgiveness or forgiving just says that you will not keep suffering and thinking thoughts that hurt you about what the other person has done. You are giving all your power to the other person when you continue to think about how terrible they are and how much their behavior has caused you negative thinking about the situation. Remember, situations and people don't hurt us. What we think about those situations and people hurt us. When you don't forgive people for those situations and behavior, we keep thinking about them and it pulls us into really dark places. We think about revenge on the other person. My favorite quote about revenge is, revenge is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. Really think about that. We are drinking poison when we don't forgive and we harbor really bad thoughts and feelings about a person. We are hurting and killing ourselves inside, and the other person is walking around with no ill effects. That is not helpful to you. We can't control other people ever. Hating them and wishing terrible things to happen to them is only keeping us stuck in those really dark, sad feelings. We need to take over our thoughts and decide that we are going to focus on our present and what we want for ourselves in the future. Don't become a victim to these people and situations. Sometimes you will choose to not have those people in your life, and that is totally fine. And you can do that from a place of peace. I have seen firsthand the negative effects of abuse and trauma on my students. You do not need to talk to or ever be around the person or persons that you forgive. You can do this in your own mind. You can choose to tell the person or write the person about your choice to forgive and move on, but it is just as powerful if the other person never knows that you forgave them. Sometimes, students put up a huge wall around themselves. They turn off their feelings because they have been abused so much that they are not willing to take a chance with anyone. They don't want to find out that more adults or even other peers may abuse them too. They don't give anyone else a chance to do the same. These students miss out on some really great relationships with peers and other adults because they think they are protecting themselves. I've also seen students show up to peers and adults with anger and put downs because lashing out feels better than feeling weak and helpless. Because they don't have any control over the abuse or trauma that happened to them, they are trying to take back control with anger and meanness. They think that keeps them safe because peers and some adults are afraid of them and leave them alone. Or, 
at least they are the ones ending relationships instead of chancing that someone might end a relationship with them. I have also seen students withdraw from the world, hood up, head down, headphones in, everywhere they go. They are trying to be invisible and numb. If they do not interact with anyone, they are safe from their from abuse and trauma, but they are just staying in the sadness and sitting in it, not moving forward, just existing. I know that abuse and trauma are real and devastating, but I promise if you can start thinking about your role as hero in the story, you will feel so much better. You will have more resilience to move forward. Don't stay stuck in the unfairness of it all. Yes, it is true that it is unfair, but it won't help you to keep thinking about that and how terrible the perpetrator is. Take your power back by retelling the story about your strength to move forward and live an amazing life that you create. Now, this kind of work can require professional therapy as well as coaching at some point. Many people need to work through these kinds of issues with a trained professional to find ways to unpack everything that has happened to you and to see a path to move forward. No one can do this kind of work alone. There are many people that look like they have done this kind of work on their own, but it is almost impossible to see things from an outside perspective without working with someone to help you see it. I help students and families find those community resources to help them do that. My new job as life coach would be to work alongside the student and their family while they are getting therapy or after they have completed some time with the therapist to take all the new information and start crafting a plan to create a new way of thinking and also goals to support the new way of thinking and living. What if the person you need to forgive is yourself? What does that even mean? This one can be harder than forgiving others. I have made some really poor choices in my life, and some of them have caused me to really hate myself or think that I was a terrible person. I spent a lot of time hating my younger self. You know, the teenager that was breaking all the rules and displaying her parents and ghosting boys who she didn't want to date and drinking too much and being mean to her sister and disrespecting teachers and cheating on her boyfriend and failing classes. Well, you get the picture. That girl was a mess. When I got older and wanted to improve my image, I hated that younger self because I felt like she was holding me back. Like if it wasn't for all of that craziness, I could improve my standing in the community or I could be trusted more by my parents or friends. The truth was, no matter how much I wished she had been different, I couldn't change any of that. It was over and done with. Me torturing myself and hating a part of myself was holding me back from becoming the person I needed to be. I was wishing everything was different and feeling miserable about it. Once I realized I could love that teenage girl and realize that all the lessons I learned had and really how helpful all of them had been in creating this, this life's purpose, I am grateful to her. I forgive her myself, for making all of those mistakes, because it has helped me be a better teacher, counselor, mother, and friend, and it will make me an amazing life coach. 
One of my gifts in this life is seeing the good in everyone. I think that everyone is redeemable. I don't think that I could fully live into this gift if I didn't see how those mistakes of my younger self create a better adult self. We all make mistakes, and sometimes they are huge and terrible. We can forgive ourselves by doing the very same things we would do to forgive others. We need to focus on the present and the goals for ourselves to move forward and create a new life. Don't look back on all those things you screwed up. We all have those things that we wish we didn't do, but we can't change them now. Maya Angelou says, when you know better, you do better. Wow, is that true? Our entire lives, we are going to be learning new things and applying them to to ourselves to do better and better. Remember, we are born 100% worthy and lovable, and we can't make ourselves more or less worthy. That has already been given to us, but we can take the tools and situations of this life and create a better and better existence for ourselves and for the people that we love around us. Thank you for listening today, and I would love to have the chance to get to know you and work with you on any of these topics. I will put my email in the show notes so that you can ask me any questions and I can give you some guidance on what that what your next steps may be. Think about the people that you need to forgive. One of them is probably yourself. Start deciding what that will look like and think about retelling the story as the hero of the journey. If you are new to this podcast, go back to listen to episode number eight about resilience. I tell my story from the victim's point of view and the hero's point of view. Send me your hero story. Remember, every day we get to choose our thoughts. Choose wisely. Talk to you soon.